0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Christy and I'm Grace and you're listening to the thanks mom podcast. Hi Grace. How are you?
1: Welcome good. back. To- yeah. It's been a lazy Sunday in a good way. Oh, that's good. Like I stayed in bed for like two hours after my alarm went off, which I don't do that often. So, but I went for a run in the end. So that was good.
0: That's good. Cause so, your race
1: is coming up. Is that next Saturday? So when this posts, I'll have finally finished it. So it'll be good. Is it getting easier yet? I It is today. I felt like I, when I was home last week, it was so hard the whole time I ran. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to. I was like, it's only a 5k. It shouldn't be that hard, but I've been so inconsistent. I was like, this is going to feel harder than I thought. But then today I was like, wow, I actually feel like I've done put work in and it actually feels good. Finally. Like, I don't know. You like that stride.
0: That. That'll yeah. be nice.
1: Yeah, Yeah. It's good. Good. So, I kept telling myself I was like go out because the more you go out the easier it'll feel like I don't know so just I change. did a
0: full hour bar workout yesterday I saw
1: that my watch went off I was like mom did bar yes <laughs> I was like good job I'm feeling
0: it today especially in my hip yeah. not in a bad way I don't think but this is the first one I've done since be- like this long I've been easing into it and modifying since my surgery so I did a full one like Didn't really modify went the whole length, you know. I didn't like over push myself, obviously, but and man, I can feel it. I mean, not in a bad. Well, I don't know. I'm just over. I'm hypersensitive now. I think I have PTSD from like feeling pain or discomfort. I didn't realize how much in your hip. Yeah, I think I've realized with doing this and and doing PT, I totally get probably all those athletes out there listening or people who have kids that are athletes or whatever, the psychology of that. I always knew that was something, but I really get it now. Like the like, idea right. of hurting right. yourself or coming back from like an injury mm. because all the injuries I've had, I realized before this were like very acute. Like I did something abruptly and I hurt myself and therefore, but this was so slow over time that, As I'm healing, when I feel any type of twinge or discomfort, I'm like, (gasps) Am I hurt? Like, what's wrong? And not like, it's very hard to. Slash, like, Oh, I'm
1: sore, I'm fine.
0: Yes. Or tell the difference between like healing and discomfort from healing and still not fully healed versus injury and pain and trying to take the time. So I know it's a slow process, but I didn't realize how hypersensitive I am to that until as I'm getting farther out from surgery and then something will be more discomfort, like Mm -hmm. or tightness or not the same mobility or flexibility. It's just anyway, but it was good to work out. It feels good to be able to use my body. It just is weird when you wake up and go, oh, what's this? Like, it's just, but anyway, so, but Funny stories, you got any? Because I got one. I'm sure funny stuff has happened this week.
1: <laughs> okay, so to
0: back to your sister, me. though. Okay, so I talk about my almost four year old on here a lot. And I don't know, people out there who are moms probably know about Bluey or dads or with young kids. So it's this, it's actually a very good cartoon that where they portray it's a family of dogs. And they're based in Australia,
1: and it's such a is- I like watching it, right. which is kind of weird. It's a good show, though. <laughs>
0: yes, but your brother Andrew likes it too, and he's a junior in high school, so that's kind of bizarre. I like, mean, I would
1: sit and watch this all day.
0: <laughs> it's very entertaining, and they actually portray the family and the dad really well. Like, it's actually got a lot of um, Christian and Catholic like feedback that's really positive. So, I like that my kids like the show. But I'm riding the car with Sophie the other day. And she's like, mom, what's a roundabout? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I don't even know. Like, what is this? Anyway, so I had to tell her and try it. And she kind of, I think, got it. I was like, well, it's this thing. Instead of turning at a road or a stop sign, like you go around and then you turn. Yeah, like, I'm how like,
1: do you tell a three-year-old what a roundabout is?
0: And she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you got it, but. I came home and told her dad and he goes, Bluey. I go, well, I said, Sophie, how'd you hear about that? I don't know. Like she doesn't remember, but it had to be from there. Cause I'm like, who says, if anything here in the States, we say traffic circle, right? We don't say roundabout. You'll say roundabout, but yeah, not really. And you don't use like, well, I was going roundabout my friend's house or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: when you use that phrase. Yeah.
0: So I was like, that's random. But anyway, I thought roundabout was an interesting thing for a three and a half year old to say the other day. So that was my uh, interesting story about that.
1: But how about you? (laughs) I don't know if this is funny. It just feels more funny, I guess. It's just (laughs) been a strange week because you come back. So I had Monday and Tuesday off for fall break. So I kept, so on Wednesday, my schedule is basically the same as Monday. And just to keep like the count same. So if like, just so you attend each class the same amount of times throughout the semester, they said it's a Monday schedule because otherwise we'd have more Wednesdays this year than we would, you know? So anyway, so even if my schedule was different which it was a little bit, my, my Wednesday was Monday and so like Gracie called me this week because this week is their fall break or like oh right fall week, week. So yeah. she was already heading home because she was like already done with classes for the week or something. And she was like, I'm so excited. I am done like w- like with school until you know whenever. And I was like, How are you getting two weeks off? Like, I know your school gets a week off for break, but I was like, I was like, it's Monday. I was like, oh no, it's Wednesday. I was like, okay. I was like, so you're if you're skipping the tail end of the week because I think she only really had like one class she was skipping because of her schedule or something but I was just like there's so many times where I was like what day is it this week like I just felt like so off because I've had yeah. some classes but it feels like you start the week and then the week's already over I don't know I've just been very discombobulated this week because I don't know where I am anymore yeah, I didn't
0: tell you about that I ran into her okay so yeah, she was, told uh, me she ran into you she- at Jimmy John's on Wednesday night at like what Jimmy John's over by celebration by her house, like it was so bizarre, <laughs> and
2: weird.
0: it was because I had just dropped you off like 24 hours earlier. Yeah, and she then like, I ran into her. I left got her out of the car she arrived in the her next day. It was it was, yeah, it was really weird because I know they went on vacation, but so shout out to Gracie because she always loves when we shout out to her on this. So I thought it was so random though. I'm like, why are you? she goes, well, I live around here. I'm like, I know that, but why are you here? Like, why did you get out of your car? Well, I saw you in the store, Mrs. Brown. I had to come say hi. I was like, okay. She goes, no, why reason. are you on this side of town? It was really random, but it was fun. I'm like
1: neither of us were supposed to be here. So what's going on? <laughs>
0: you know. So she said she'd see me not this weekend, but so the weekend this comes out, hopefully I'll have seen her because she'll be back. But yeah,
1: I might bug her to come say hi to me on her way home. So yeah.
0: So do you have any Holy Spirit moment, Grace, you want to share? Because I have one, but I will leave it into our session today. So
1: my Holy Spirit moment, I think, is so um I just finished reading Resisting Happiness by Matthew Kelly. So I had to pick a new book to start. So I just um restarted because I started reading it like a year ago and only got like five chapters in. And so I was like, I need to reread those five chapters because I don't remember. I'm rereading um searching for and maintaining peace, which kind of just bounced off everything I'm reading bounced off of our last week's conversation for our yep. podcast <laughs> so it's just been a whole week of like this is literally what I was just talking about and like I need like in a, but in a good way we're instead of just talking about for an hour it's like I'm reading a little bit every day so it's like all right I need to apply this to my life and every day I'm reading a teensy bit because his chapters are like a page so it's very easy to just be like I'm just gonna do a little bit mm-hmm. and then just sit on that for a day so I've been a lot more mindful of that w- this week of like I don't know. It's so easy to listen to something or talk about something and then you don't implement it. So that book's just been my Holy spirit moment this week. Cause it's been very good. It's a very, it's a very good book. So. Oh,
0: yeah. well that, that's really good. Just I'm glad that you're liking that. I'm, thinking, that. I'm reading
1: that. Helping me think during the week to be like, all right, how am I entering into peace right now or not entering into peace? Because uh-huh. that's should be more of a goal than it is. I feel like in our, in our world, not just me, but yes, me. So.
0: Oh, that's beautiful though. Mine is similar to that. So I I just, so you and I recorded on Sunday and we talked about just being in the bottom of the boat with Jesus and- It was
1: like Wednesday or Tuesday. It was the day I went home to we put it off because I was like, I'm home for two days Tuesday. You
0: know, okay, so I think that's, okay. So we recorded and then I went out and I didn't think it was a profound moment until I looked back on it like in my mind like how Jesus how Christ works. So we had just recorded that podcast. I was out that afternoon. I was coming back to get you and I had to stop and get gas. And I was talking to your dad and I was just talking about all these things that have kind of come together for my new business launch and been on multiple co- podcasts lately or they've been released and mm-hmm. things have just kind of fallen into place, like things I've been working towards. Um and I've kind of hit this like okay, like achieved a goal. And I was telling your dad, I said, I'm not like searching for something, but I'm also kind of, where do I go next? Like, what goal do I need to set? What do I need to be working for? Like, I want to enjoy this, but also where do you want me, Lord? And so I kind of just left it at that. And then this next, that next day, I ended up having this great coffee with a friend and it just opened up some more doors and it was just beautiful like without going into like all the details of that conversation, but just a couple other things that lined up where then I went to adoration like Thursday night and just was really hit just even by praying and reflecting like Jesus just saying like, see, I've got this. You're just being ready. And I'm just laying that out. So just be ready just, and that is something that my own life coach Larissa who's been on here before had said to me, like 20 months ago, like, we don't always know what the next plan is, but just to be ready. And it was just very confirming, like enough that I wrote it down that I don't know what this all is, but I had just a sense of peace that I hadn't had in a long time of just that to be ready, the Lord's going to provide. And it was just very timely. And I, how I had just said, like, I'm not frantic. I'm not like looking for something, but there was just this profound piece of be ready for the next thing, whatever that is. And for whatever conversation the Lord puts in your lap for whatever it is to walk through that door or through that window and just let the Holy spirit guide you within the moment. And it just was so timely. Like you said, with like the peace, like this in the midst of a storm, just being Christ in the bottom of the boat and all these, and you having just been home. And then you were going back. It was like, kind of like, I felt like I was like turning a page. So Anyway, that was really profound. And that kind of leads in. We have a guest here with us today. Victoria Everly is on. Did I say that right, Victoria? (laughs) Your last name? Yes, Everly. Yes. Uh, Everly. Okay, great. And she's on with us. And I was just on Victoria's podcast that um, came out just a few weeks ago. She and I have had a couple conversations or texts or emails and found some things in common that actually make us laugh at times she's also an awesome master's member in our uh community made for greatness that i've talked about a lot on here and she has her own podcast treasures in heaven and you can follow her on facebook and you can subscribe to her podcast as well Um, but victoria is also an author which is something new i just found out as we were deciding what to talk about on this lovely podcast so we want to welcome victoria today and just hear more about herself and how she lives out her extraordinary in the ordinary, especially with her just work that she does on the side with her being an author podcast and whatever else you'd like to share with us. So Victoria, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad to have you.
2: Yeah, this is fun to do something with a mother daughter duo because my mom, I actually Grew up figure skating. My mom was a figure skating coach, so we did a lot of things together. And so, just seeing the yeah. two of you guys together is like is really heartwarming. So I think it's really cool that you guys do this. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, so I live just north of Boston, about thirty minutes um, with my husband and our nine-month-old. So I'm became a mom this year for the first time, which was so exciting. And very humbling. I think that's the one word I would use to describe becoming a parent is humbling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I also this year published, uh, self-published three novels as part of a a trilogy that I wrote. It's called the vows for life trilogy. And I have always loved writing. And sometime during COVID, I just decided I need to actually do this because a lot of people say, I want to write a book someday. And Mm -hmm in my mind, I just thought, yeah, I'll definitely write a book someday. But then I never really thought about when would that day actually be. And so there came a point during the pandemic where we were just inside so much. And I just thought, why don't I just do it now? Like, I, I felt like the Lord was inviting me to take a risk because mm-hmm. it's a lot of time. And when you self-published, it's also, you're putting up your own money to really produce a book. And so I felt like the Lord was inviting me to take that leap of faith and I'm so glad that I did because this is really what I, what I love to do.
0: That's really awesome. That's so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited to read your books. I looked it up after we were talking and I was like, this is, I just love, I have another friend, um, Bethann Rhodes, it. who's an author and I love looking at her stuff and just people who have self-published or just are getting out there. So I'm so glad to have you on here and have you share that with us. That's so great. Yeah, thanks. Well, how did you decide on like your area of topic? Like when you want to be an author, I think like almost like the world is your oyster in terms of you could write on anything, thriller, mm-hmm. comedy, romance. Mystery, like, how did you decide your genre and where you wanted to go with that?
2: So, I was pretty certain that I wanted to write Catholic fiction because, specifically, Catholic uh, characters are not super common in general. They're not represented a ton in popular fiction. And so, I wanted to read the same stories I was already reading, but with Catholic characters. So, how would someone approach a breakup or something who is catholic and maybe praise to the saints or praise hail marys or just infuses their catholic faith into their life how would this story be different with that type of character Mm -hmm. because i wanted to read some more characters that i felt like were a little bit like myself and you know there's a lot of romance out there that doesn't align with my values and so it was pretty easy to take a lot of things off. I'm not a sci-fi person. I'm so impressed by people who write sci-fi, also historical fiction. It just, it wasn't honestly much of a discernment process for me because the stories that came to my heart that I wanted to write happened to be contemporary Catholic fiction. And even though there are love stories in my books, they're not technically romances. They're more of what would be called women's fiction. So it's a genre more so that combines the personal development of the character and the focus isn't the relationship, but the relationship is part of the story. Mm-hmm. So that's really, that really caught me. And someday I might want to write mystery because I like reading mystery, but I mm-hmm. also, that would be, a, I think a major undertaking because there's a lot of things you have to know to write mystery. And that would be a whole new world for me. But just writing what I would call contemporary Catholic fiction for women was pretty easy for me to land on. That's
1: cool. I love that. I've like, I don't know. I just, I've been trying to get into different books lately, like find new things to read because I like to reread my favorites, but I need new books. Um, and I'm finally tackling like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And my roommate doesn't understand why I'm not just devouring The Hobbit. I'm like, I don't have time. That's why. <laughs> but um, one of the professors on my campus, his wife just wrote, well, it's been like a year or so now, but she's like writing a series and it's like also Catholic fiction. Um, or I don't know if it's fiction means it could could be true, but it's not or is that nonfiction?
2: So fiction is I feel like all, this
1: is bad, but like no middle worries. school English class that I should remember, but
2: <laughs> I hate like to like say maybe this she's is not
1: Catholic fiction, but she
2: I, well, he just said this is how I think of it, but I think of fiction F fake. So it's everything oh. you're writing in fiction is you're making it up essentially. You could write something like a fiction inspired by true events, but mm-hmm. fiction is really just kind of in the Bible. Now, I don't want to compare it to that, but Jesus used parables, right? So he mm-hmm. used stories to illustrate a greater point. And so in fiction, there's it, there's the characters, but there's also like an underlying theme. With nonfiction, it's quote unquote non-fake, I guess is what you could say. Mm-hmm. And that's really like Matthew Kelly, like you were mentioning. Okay. You also mentioned searching for and maintaining peace. So mm-hmm. those are a different uh, genre, so to speak, but not the nonfiction, for example, is not something I want to get into because that requires... Research and citing. I mean, fiction requires a lot of of research, but it's more academic to be Mm -hmm. nonfiction Mm -hmm. and it might also fall into a memoir. So, like, if you like reading biographies, that kind of stuff is nonfiction. Okay. And yeah, so that's how I would explain the main differences. I was just
1: thinking of like. I, I think I was trying to distinguish fantasy from fiction, where I was like, just because it's fiction doesn't mean there's necessarily magic. Like, fiction is like, it could oh, be, true, yeah. but we're making the story up. It's not like a Harry Potter where it's like, well, this right. is impossible. You know, okay, because that's so that's what she wrote, where it's like, this could be true, but it's not. Anyways, that was a good he- humbling moment for me to be like, I don't remember <laughs> what all these genres mean again. Yeah, it was also Catholic fiction, long story short, but it was really good. Like, I, I just, I don't know, I hadn't picked up a new book in a while now that just was like, I, I don't know it's just been fun to like re-dive into that world because I used to I still do love reading but it's been just harder to do it and harder to just like dive into a good sto- a story like um, and find the time to do it and so I'm loving finding all these new genres out there and just the creativity of seeing other people who are um, who, who I know who are writing things and coming up with stuff I just love like I don't know just the creativity gets me all excited it's so cool like I want to I want to dig into their brains a little bit and be like, how did you come up with that? How did you figure <laughs> out story to get it? Like, even like mystery is a whole thing of itself, but I'm like, how would you even figure out a plot in the first place? And miss like, I don't right. know, how to figure out a mystery because that, then you have to have all this background stuff you're running that people can't figure out until the very last chapter unless they're really smart. Like, I don't know, it's just so fascinating to me because I just love that. I love reading it and still like trying to, as I get to know people who are doing it, it's like, wow, how did your brain like piece that together? Like, Yeah. It's
2: fun. It is. And, and to your point about like finding time to read, ideally when you find a book that you love, you just can't wait to read it. And so there's been nights where I'm just up for hours reading someone's book because I just, I need to know what happens before I Mm -hmm. go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then there's other books too, that are a little more dense, like searching for and maintaining peace where I can only take so much at a time, (laughs) you know, it's like little bits, but I think that uh, what you were mentioning. I'd love to know the name of the books you just mentioned. But did you say? It was your professor's wife who wrote yeah, fantasy. It's
1: In Pieces is her first book by Ron. Oh my Ortiz. gosh!
2: I have that book. I am really? reading it. Yeah, it's
1: so good. I love it. Yes. I read it over the summer. I'm I have like it on my waiting. Kindle. I'm
2: reading it right now.
1: Oh, it's so good. I'm like waiting for her next book. Next one, out. the Molly
0: yeah. Chase series, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so awesome. I love it.
0: Catholic circles are just so this big, right? So it's right. always like there's where they always say, what is it? Like seven degrees from Kevin Bacon or whatever. <laughs> I always say with, with Catholic circles, it's like two or three, like that's yeah. it. <laughs> you know, like you always know somebody who knows that person or right. know somebody that knows that person. And that's, that's all I, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I know. And it's so really well. funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Victoria, like, how did you, like, now that you have a baby, you said she was nine months. Um, Are you still writing or is, how has that changed? Because you said you started writing these during COVID um, mm-hmm. and then published them, self-published them on Kindle. And so now are you continuing to write or have you found that more challenging or how are you incorporating that into your life as a mother? Yeah. So our baby was born in
2: January. And then my first book, came out in March and the second one came out in May. And then the third one came out in September. And I think there was a good level of naivete that I had because not realizing how much work it was going to be to have a newborn and just so many different things. And honestly, after giving birth, I ended up having a C-section, which was like, we were not expecting. And so that recovery time was, was harder than I realized. And then with, breastfeeding harder than i expected i had mastitis a couple times oh. and i was i actually through that time f- finishing up editing my books i think was my escape actually mm. and so i remember just i'd be pumping and i would have my proof copy of the novel out and i just go through and make notes and i was it was able to get the pumping time go by a lot more quickly.
0: Yeah.
2: And so that was, I think it was overwhelming, but it was also, it felt great to also still feel like I had something that was separate from my identity as a mom. yeah. And, and so now I am working on another book. I'm, I just started a new series. And so that series is the first book is uh, about a couple that is going through the endowment process oh, and wow. about things that they learn about each other through that process that really changes how they view their history and how they view each other. And it's really a story. I don't want to give it away, but it is a sure. story of redemption. And I'm having a lot of fun doing research for that right now. So, mm-hmm. um, coming up, I'm talking to some people who have gone through that process themselves and I should be interviewing a canon lawyer soon. And wow. so for me, it's really fun to connect. And I, I really love being able to reach people who might have not as, a, not as common stories within the Catholic faith, right? So when we think about Catholicism, a lot of times we think of like big families in the pews at church, right? But there's so many other stories in the pews, and I find my goal with my fiction is that it makes women in particular, just because that's my my demographic, that's what I'm writing towards, but men are welcome to read as well, makes them feel like they're not so alone in carrying their cross and that someone else can understand. Because I think even though I haven't been through a lot of the situations my characters go through in my books, I tried to put myself in their shoes and empathize so that someone can pick it up and say, Oh my gosh, they, this person understands me. And I had that recently with my most recent book, The Hope We Vow where the main character was really struggling with infertility and was dating someone who wasn't um, really supportive of adopting. And so it became this space where it's like, okay, well, you need to be open to adopt if, if I can't get pregnant and, and then he's not, and how does that affect their relationship? And so someone was telling me that she was in almost the exact same situation with someone. And, uh, she said, it was just really cool to read someone going through something that she had gone through. And that's really my hope with my books is that people feel like they're just, they're being heard and they're not carrying their cross alone. And so as far as being a mom now and, and writing with it, you know, it is, I have to say that it's easy to be like, Oh, life is so busy and whatnot. I have a a nine month old, but it really like from masters, what i learned so much about managing my time and managing my mind. I have enough time to write. I have enough time to write the books that I want to write it's just a matter of the choices I make. Right. So do I want to sit down and like scroll through my phone or do some other things that just like wasting time Mm -hmm. or, you know, do I want to actually make time to do this? And I really feel the Lord calling me to write these stories and to really enter into the suffering of the characters in my stories. So as to sort of redeem the suffering of the people who read the books. So that is exciting for me. I, I have this area in our house that I sometimes call like my writing sanctuary. And, my, and I love to just light a candle in there, shut the doors and just start writing. And I like go into another world. And mm-hmm. so am I writing as quickly as I want to? No, but it's not because I'm a mom. It's because I've- I will let other things that aren't as important become more important in that moment. Yeah. But I definitely feel like there is enough time for me to do this. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I have so many thoughts for my next, I'm, I'm hoping to write dozens of novels. And I have so many ideas for of the next ones that I just want to keep writing so that I can continue to share.
0: Oh. I just think that's beautiful. I think it's great for our listeners to hear too, like either side younger, like Grace's generation and, and mine in terms of how you have a dream that you're hearing the Lord calling you to, and you're finding the balance, like not that it's always easy, but even recognizing, I loved how you said, like, I have the time to do this. What choices am I going to make? Like in wrapping your mindset around that, like, how am I going to face this here? And I, I, I think we can easily like fall back sometimes on busying ourselves with like in, in a way of buffering of like, well, I'm doing something that's good. Like I just, I did a ton of laundry, but all the laundry didn't have to be done or, or I cleaned more things or I, I just needed some time for myself. And so I scrolled on this and not any of those things are bad at all. They can, they can be, but they don't have to be. But if it's, if it's blocking us from doing something that we're called to or finding that like self-care, like how you said, like it's an outlet for you. It's a way of, you know, do it nursing or pumping like that. You can actually, I love how you said, like, I can sanctify this time, or I can really redeem my books through these characters that I'm, I just, I think it's great. It's how you're making it a holy work and also as well as something that invigorates you and gives an outlet for you and you can balance it with being a wife and with being a mother. And, um, I think we need to hear more of that, that it's not just like one or the other, it's how we want to approach it and how do how we want to choose to use our time. And even like Grace and I talk about that a lot in terms of different passions that we have or that she might have, or I have that might not be like your sole um, work, like, like volunteering, like you might have a passion for volunteering at a certain organization or a, you know, something that really pulls on your heart, but maybe it's not like your line of work that's actually bringing in the income, but there is a way to balance and have both of that in your life. You know, and I think, I think we need to see that, that it's not always one or the other it's, it's how do we want to balance our time? And what do we want to choose to fill that with? Yeah. And I think that's a very challenging thing. Um, Cause most of us always go, oh, I just don't have enough time. Like that's our, our, our go-to like our fallback, you know, I just don't have enough time. It's like, well, how much have you really broken down and looked how you're actually utilizing your time? That's mm-hmm. a humbling experience, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very humbling. Totally.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like when people ask me, oh, how are you sleeping? And to be honest our, our daughter, she sleeps pretty well. Like she, uh, probably sleeps, I don't know, 10 hours a night, let's say. So if Mm -hmm. I wanted an excellent night of sleep, I absolutely could get it. But you know what? A lot of times I choose to stay up Mm -hmm. and I literally might be scrolling through photos of her and watching videos of her. I love to just (laughs) go back to like, literally to like the last 10 months. I might be reading a book. I might, I might just start a new project but I oftentimes make choices that then lead to me not getting a great night of sleep. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I just want to challenge myself to say, you know what? It's not just because I, it's not because I have a baby. Like I'm just, I am choosing to stay up later than my body wants to, to do things. And so, but there's something really freeing, I think, and exciting about that because then you don't feel like, you're a victim. You realize that, okay, I actually have agency over this. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is so much more freeing and it's helped me to make the choice to go to bed earlier more than I would. My husband and I are both night owls. So before Mm -hmm. we had our daughter, you know, it was common for us to be up to 1 to 2 AM. And so now going to bed 11 to midnight is a huge improvement, but it's also, if the baby's up at like five 30 or six, it's, I would have rather have slept more. So it's, it really is about choices and choosing what is, I guess, in alignment with my goals. And I can't, I can't stand here and say, I don't have enough time to write if I'm choosing to, you know, do other things, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. I thought of that a lot this week because I've kind of, one thing I'm trying to be better at is my sleeping routines. And this week, like I said, it's just felt like a weird week anyways. And I have, it was kind of a low key half week. So like when I don't have something in the morning, I have to deliberately the night before, if I actually want to get up at a similar time, be like, you are getting up the first time. I know you don't have to be anywhere for three or four hours, but you can get stuff done (laughs) if you get up early which did not happen this morning. And I was like, it's fine. It's Sunday. It's the day of rest. And I was like, I'm going to let myself be okay with that. But every once in a while, like I'll just stay in bed. And it's like, I literally have an hour until I have to be somewhere now. And I, I didn't do anything. And it's like, but I chose that. I chose to keep rolling over. I chose to keep turning the alarm off. Like, you know, it's just like, I've just seen my up and downs this week of when I've chosen to get out of bed and when I, when I haven't. And it's like, and I notice it when the night before, if I go, Grace, you're gonna get up the when the alarm goes off the first time versus if I don't think about it, I just set the alarm and I roll in bed. In the morning when I feel really tired, I'm like, who cares? I don't have to be anywhere for three hours. I'll just <laughs> off. and it's like like I have to choose the night before because your brain's so tired that first time. Like, I have to cheer, like when you hear it, you get out of bed and I'll just sit at my desk and I'll like, I probably look like an idiot to my roommate because I'm just like staring at a wall. But like, if I go back in that bed, I'm falling asleep. I was like, if I sit here in this chair, eventually I'll wake up and stop staring. But I don't know, sleep has been a big thing lately. Like I just noticed how much of a choice it is like at the end of the day and in the next morning. And there's a lot of things that I want to get done. And there's like a timeframe I want to get better at with like when I'm getting my schoolwork done because it's just bleeding into other things. And I just am like, if I can find the discipline, it starts with my, it starts with my night, it starts with my sleep, that allows my morning to be disciplined, that allows me to free up my evenings. That is what I want right now, and I have not gotten to. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I've just seen it a lot this week. I'm like, I've chosen all of this. I've chose to stay up late and watch a show. I chose to stay up and do this and da da da. And some nights I was fine with that. I was like. I don't mind that I'm tired the next day because that was worth it for me. And other days I'm like, yeah, I should have just turned the phone off. Like, I was like, <laughs> I didn't want that enough. Like for what I lost the next day, I didn't want that. Like, so. Yeah.
2: Anyways. I think that's, no, I think that's a great reflection. And then I love that you're like thinking about this, like in college too, mm-hmm. uh, because I I do think that this whole process too, of like having a schedule and having a little more structure, I really resisted it for such a long time and in almost actually resisting happiness i read it so long ago that i can barely remember but i but i feel like it's similar with resisting a structure and he's really big on matthew kelly's big on structure and i remember reading resisting happiness and i think he said in there something about you know take 10 or 15 minutes to just go sit in a church every day and i remember yeah. when i read that i think i was like 23 or 24 and i said is he kidding <laughs> he's got to be joking. I don't have time for that. And it's just so funny because now it, it just, it like changes as you, I guess, have different values. And at that point in my life, the thought of going out of my way to sit in a church was just like, that doesn't make sense. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've noticed that with my work. Cause I, like, I went on an awesome retreat right before college that really transformed my prayer life. And I can si- I would sit, for at least 20 minutes after that retreat and pray. And it's just gotten longer since then because it's become a priority. And so it used to be like sitting for 20 minutes to pray. Are you kidding me? But now in the morning, I'm like, I need to give myself a good chunk of time in the morning. Cause some of it is I'm slow to finally sit down and pray. Cause I haven't had coffee but I'm like, I know this is a priority for me. And I can't, I'm like five years ago, I would not have thought I'd sit for basically an hour with my coffee and getting out of bed and praying. Like, I'm like, that's a long time. I mean, not a long time, but like feels like a long time to dedicate to something. And I was like, but I want that now. And when I don't have it, I hate it. So it's like, I know I need that much time in the mornings now, but I want to forever go. I'd be like, are you kidding me? That's so much time. Why would I ever do that? <laughs> like, you know, but your priority shift and what do you want to put time towards? Like, I don't know. I think yeah.
0: One of my friends in who's um, gone through the coaching program that I just went through and I, they need to know her because she was just in my small group, and she's doing this like hundred day challenge to um against resistance, okay? And and so shout out to Suzette who's doing this, and I'm us as a coaching group are helping one another as we're getting started in our businesses, and so I'm going to be working with her some, and but I think that's what you're talking about a lot because he said resisting happiness is his book, and I've only gotten part of the way through that, and I need to like restart and read it. I've read a lot of Matthew Kelly books, but it, and so I get his framework. But I think it is really true and I love I'm just a braggy mom that my daughter's learning this now because <laughs> I know I've gone through many different prayer patterns throughout my life through and and that is normal right that how the season changes our patterns change but I will say I think more in like how you said Victoria in resisting like a structure or feeling to confine to a structure finally giving into that some myself with only within the last like couple years. And it still ebbs and flows through the season. But I would say the more I've sat with that to a point of like knocking down the resistance, like if it's exercise, if it's prayer, if it's going to mass or adoration, if it's carving out like the time that I'm going to take this much time to connect with my friends or like the weekly date night with the husband in where we need those to the point that if we can form that habit and get over the resistance of doing it, you know, even carving out like for you time that you're dedicating to writing or time for me that I'm working on my business, whatever the resistance is to the point that we crave it, that it becomes normal becomes like this habit. Like now it's like, no, I, I get up in the morning for me, I get my kids ready or to school, depending on what my husband we we alternate just be- depending on his schedule and what he can do if he can drop off kids, but then I come back and I have like my coffee, my daily rosary, I pray, and then by the time my cup of coffee is empty, it's ready to start, and I'm awake enough. Like kind of how Grace, which makes sense, we're related. Like we work a little bit the <laughs> same way. But I mean, it's to the point that that doesn't happen. I I am to the point that I'm so grateful that I crave it, that I've overcome that mm-hmm. resistance of. If my day doesn't start that way, it feels awkward. You know, it doesn't feel right. And I know that's a spiritual thing, especially when we talk in terms of prayer, but like how you said, you know, just going to the church, I would have never thought that, but now as a mom of six, I'm like, oh, silence. Sure. Crave, let's go. Right. You know, and how daily mass has slowly, uh, miraculously, it was something I've always wanted to do. And it just has fallen in my lap the last two years complete Holy spirit was not planning. It wasn't doing anything like that. And I just was like, ah, oh, I'm so glad it's here. And our, our priest is just getting back from sabbatical this week. He's been gone for six weeks and we haven't had daily mass in six weeks. I am so glad he's coming back. Cause it's something I crave where I would have never craved that before because I resisted structure. I think I resisted, like, I don't want to be held to this, or if I'm held to this, what else am I missing out on? I think that's where mindset. It was like, well, if I do this and I set up these structures, I must be missing out on something else where amazingly. And I know we've talked about this a ton in masters and made for greatness. When we actually structure our time, we end up with more time because we're not wasting time. So I wish I had learned this at grace's age. I wish I had so much more of these tools of you know, if you're structuring it on whatever pen and paper, which helps me, but other people are like, yeah, it's too archaic, like electronically, or just even a loose frame work. I think that's amazing how accountable that we are not to anything, but ourselves to see how we're spending our time. And I know there's so many things out there, like actually clock what you're spending your time or writing it down. And then you see where your priorities lie. And it is, I don't know, for me, it's been a humbling experience. And by doing that and creating some of that framework, I've actually found certain things that you do start to not just crave, but they become habits so that you, you do crave and you thrive off that. And I end up, I don't know, with more time than I thought I would have, you know, I don't know if you've had that experience.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. And I actually really like, I don't know if you guys have the iPhone, but on it, and maybe the Android does too, where it tells you your screen time and how much time you spend on different Mm -hmm. apps and stuff. And I think it's really, really humbling. And I think obviously there's other ways, things you're not doing that aren't related to the phone. Like how long do you fold laundry or whatever? But I think that living in, living in that truth of how am I actually spending my time is to me, so much more comfortable than wondering how I'm spending my time. Like if I just got through the end of the week and I'm like, where did all that time go? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be someone who's like, I don't know what I did with my time. Like, and that I don't say that to mean, like, I think there's a balance between, um, scheduling our time and like, also not feeling like we have to be productive at every moment. But I love that. Like in the Monday hour one framework, Mm -hmm. you schedule out leisure time. And what's so great about that is you can then enjoy the leisure time because you're not sitting there thinking I should be folding laundry. I should be doing dishes and this, that, and the other thing you're like, no, like my, my role right now is to just exist, to rest in God's love, to just relax. And I, for a long time, and I still sometimes struggle with this mindset of, okay, well, if I choose to put this on my calendar, I might miss out on something else, or I don't want to see how little I can get done in my day. And so in my mind, it's like, I tell myself that if I don't plan anything, then I'll be even more productive, which (laughs) is not true. (laughs) I haven't found
0: that to be true either. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I also, there was um, a life coach that I had worked with as well. um, I think early last year uh and she i remember i would you know tell her some of my thoughts and be like okay who do you think wants you to think that thought that like mm-hmm. and what i realized was like there was probably a lot of thoughts that the devil wanted me to think which was you know don't don't write your book or don't try to connect with people it doesn't matter if you skip praying right now it's fine like you know and, it, and just these like little ways that can just eat at you that it's like this little thing. And so sometimes when I'm feeling like I'm buffering, I'll just say, okay, who wants me to buffer right now? It's Mm. probably the devil wants me to buffer because he knows that what I'm about to do is, and I don't say that like in a conceited way, but in a way of, of saying that I'm, if I'm trying to do something, that's going to glorify God, he doesn't want me to do it. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling that resistance, like all right. I just, I can accept it and say, I'm feeling that resistance, but I'm going to move forward hopefully anyway. And I'm not always like a hundred percent at that, but yeah. it helps me when I think, okay, yeah, I'm going to feel resistance because there's an evil one who doesn't want us to do things that glorify God. Right.
1: I'm going to grab think- really quick. Cause that's, I literally just read like This morning, from searching for maintaining peace, it's like expect a war, and I have to find the quote. Ah! Basically, hang on, grab it. This is so
0: crazy. I, it's just like so to me, Holy Spirit led. Yes, totally. Well, I think it's amazing how you talk about spiritual warfare because I think we can almost sometimes over spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare in terms Mm -hmm. of like that's an attack. This is an attack on the and almost Mm -hmm. as an excuse for things where it's like, Mm -hmm. well. The Lord can still do that because the Lord is the Lord of all, right? He still can, and he's in everything and he's going to use every moment. But I think it's very true to have awareness because we need to, to see where the devil can creep in. Like just how you said, I don't think you're bragging at all when you say I'm about a work here and he's going to get at me to resist doing it. I, my husband and I found that a few years back. I have, I've had an adoration hour at 11 PM on Thursday nights for the past 16 and a half years. Wow. Give or take COVID. Yes. With some dear friends. But for a while, Paul and I started noticing that we get these nasty fights Thursday at about like 10 or 10, 15. And we have had a thing for our marriage of like, we're not, we don't talk about anything really serious after 11. We're just too tired, different things <laughs> like that. He's a physician certain nights. He has surgery the next morning. He, we need to have a proper bedtime, that type of thing. And we unwind, we, we watch TV at night and then we'll read. And, but anyway, it was weird. Cause it was late and it was like, these things came up and finally we started catching on. We're like, I'm leaving for, a-. and I would re- leave for adoration, just angry and upset and like turmoil. And it was totally the devil getting into this thing that I was about this holy thing. And we finally saw it and kind of prayed through it for a while. Like, nope it's Thursday night. You see the time? Like let's not <laughs> go here. And it hasn't been that way in the past like couple years, but for a while it was like, what is going on and where is this coming from? And then when we recognized it and we were able to call it what it was, even though, yes, there wasn't a disagreement. Yes. That type of thing, but what was behind it, it stopped not completely, not like we never fight, but at that time, <laughs> that type of thing. And And so I think it's recognizing like what it is and calling it for what it's will. And then I know the devil's going to go and find another way, you know, somewhere else, always, always, it's always going to be there, but to go, no, the Lord has won the situation and to shut it down on that or go, I love how you said, what am I going to, what am I about right now that I'm having this resistance? Oh, that's why, or where I love how Sterling's been saying in, um her podcast lately about peace because Grace I told you how we're talking about searching for maintaining peace in our quarter right now. And but even on her daily podcast, um what is it? Catholic date, I gotta look it up. Um so I can give her some Catholic mom mindset. Catholic mom mindset. Thank you by Sterling J I need to download that too actually. (laughs) It's so good. I love it because they're just like five or six minutes and it's,
1: yeah, they're just great. I love it because 90% of them, I tried it out when she did it. I was like, every once in a while, it's specifically about kids or specifically about a spouse, but half the time it's like, that's just good life advice or okay, yeah. maybe I don't have kids like that, but, but like, oh, that's a relationship between me and my friends where I should work on that, even though they're talking about like parents, kids. So I'll listen to it every day. It's like, great. I, 90% I just love of the it. to anything. I, so. I just put it on like when I'm getting my makeup
0: done or, you know, getting dressed. Cause I can walk. I mean, I don't know. That's how I, we've talked about that in here. Just make the ordinary extraordinary in that way. Just take like <laughs> folding laundry. So I do master's work. I'm getting ready. So I listen to a podcast, but she's been talking a lot about, I just lost my piece there. Why? And I'm trying to really ingrain that in when I get frustrated or something's heightened. And it's like, Oh wait, I've lost my peace. Why, what am I thinking? Like just bringing awareness to the situation. I just feel like the other question I really love. And I've talked about a lot is all right. Good morning, Lord. How do you want me to show up today? Mm-hmm. You know, how I do you want that. Me to serve you? I just, it's so great. I mean, just when you're doing your morning offering, like here I am, what are we about today? And how can I, I mean, the same, how do I do your will, how, but how do I show up to do that? Not just like, Oh, I'm here to do God's will. I got to change some diapers and now I got to go write my book and now I got to go to class and now I got to know. How do I want to show up to all of that that I am about and bring you into that? Yeah. Um, and before I think that is here. the structure. That can be the loose structure, but sorry, Grace. Yeah, you have that quote. Okay, I was like, before we get too far, I want to read this. And then I have a thought. Yeah, what my... page is it on? I think I'm um, on
1: page nine. So super early guys. I've read like the first four chapters and his chapters are like a page and a half. So I'm not very far. Okay. Every Christian must be thoroughly convinced that his spiritual life can in no way be viewed as the quiet unfolding of an inconsequential life without any problems. Rather, it must be viewed as the scene of a constant and sometimes painful battle, which will not end until death, a struggle against evil temptation and and the sin that is not in him. The combat is inevitable, but it is to be understood as an extremely positive reality because, as St. Catherine of Siena says, without war, there is no peace. Without combat, there is no victory. And this combat is, correctly viewed, the place of our purification, of our spiritual growth, where we learn to know ourselves and our weaknesses, and to know God in his infinite mercy. This combat is the definitive place of our transfiguration and glorification. And I was just thinking of that this morning as I, like, sat in bed, and I randomly got cranky about something that wasn't going on. I was just, like, thinking about life, and I was like, I'm so cranky about whatever it was i can't even clearly remember because i hadn't had coffee yet so it's like that pretty-
0: <laughs> she really but,
1: <laughs> and all. The, and i was thinking about that story though and i was like or that chapter and i was like he's trying to attack my piece right now i literally have done nothing but sit in bed for an hour i should be out of bed yet. but i was like it totally was just a planted thought of like oh i'm not happy with whatever this situation was and i can't believe that and i was like that was just a total like combative mood right there. And I was like, but in a good way, I was like, that's fine with me. I was like, I'm supposed, I shouldn't be surprised that he dropped that because we're supposed to be fighting a battle. So that was him trying to play that. And I'm not going to go down that path. And then I probably, I think I still thought about it for another like half hour, but then I was like, no, I am <laughs> like, I was like, no, we're moving on. Get out of bed. Let me get your coffee. But yeah. this is why I should get out of bed in the mornings. Cause I find random things to just <laughs> well on anyways it's fine I but it. you guys are getting the whole story but I don't know it was just cool and then what did you say about like peace I don't know maybe I won't remember it mom but you just said something about Sterling's thing and about know. how you lo- like I lost my peace there I just no, like that the last thing you said though that was toward the middle oh is about how
0: you want to show up to it like or bringing awareness to if I've lost my peace what was I thinking that to bring awareness to the situation, but then also just in your morning offering the normal things you have to do, not just doing them because there's the structure of the framework, but how you're going to show up to do them. And that's where for me, yeah. And you were, you were mentioning her daily podcast too. You, oh yeah. And it was, that you both listened mind. to, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, sh- I think I shared it with grace cause I'm like, these are short and you could apply them to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and she listens to the made for greatness one, some of the
1: time anyway,
0: yeah. which is more for moms, but, yeah. um, but that
1: one also they'll talk about stuff like, and I'm just like, I can still apply this. Everyone's all like, skip one. Cause it's like talking about in-laws, you're talking about your husband. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I was not, but there's a lot of them that I'm like, yeah. I just, it's the link. Lang- I really like the language of just the mindset stuff. And I'm like, I'll listen to that. Cause it helps me remember, remember like, this is how I want to be thinking Right, is with this kind of outlook. Yeah. Can I tell I you guys know.
2: my little funny story about Sterling? Yeah. Yes. Go for it. <laughs> so I think it was, it was maybe six or five years ago. I have no recollection of ever like looking her up or anything like that. And sometimes my phone does this weird thing where it's like it's, like it's possessed and it goes to some random website. <clears throat> and so I one day was just, I, I think I was actually ice skating. I, that's, that's my memory of it is I was ice skating and I went to, over to my phone to check something online or maybe look something up, I don't know. And it was on Sterling's website and it was about goal setting. And I was like, who is this person? (laughs) And so I started following. And then at the time I wasn't even engaged. So I wasn't, I definitely wasn't her demographic, but I would, I loved listening to her stuff because I was like, I want to, I want to be a mom. And and so I've been following her since. So that was probably like 2016 that that happened or 2017. Was that her Coffee
0: and Pearls or was it yeah. just the website? Wow. Oh yeah, okay. she had
2: Coffee and Pearls. Yep. And then uh, she would do different types of things like I think her Be Merry Advent workshop. And um, and so there was, I just, I and I think I emailed her and said, I don't know how I found you, but I'm telling you, your website, like I opened my Safari app and your website was pulled up to some goal setting page, and I just felt like I was meant
0: <laughs> to be connected. So cool. That's like a funny Holy Spirit story all in one. So, you yeah, go. you just like <laughs> nailed, you know, hit the nail on the head there, Victoria, by doing that.
1: I remember what it was now, and it made me think when oh. you're saying like a Be Mary Advent, that came back. So, there we go. Holy yeah. Spirit, man. Um. <laughs> I was thinking of it though, cause you're oh it was, it was it was like Lord, how do you want me to show up today? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. I don't know what the workshop was about, but I was like, oh, that'd be an interesting like trying to be merry this happened Anyways, I don't know what it's about, but I was thinking of this doing homework this week where it's like, Mom, we talked about the book about joy by, um, oh,
0: Christophonic. yeah, this one, and oh, how it was just like just joy. smile,
1: smile for like twenty minutes a day or whatever yeah. it is. I'm mm-hmm. doing homework and I was just kind of I was like no mood, but I was like, I'm going to try and smile until I finish this 25 minute session of homework or something. And I'd, for all of a sudden I realized I like, wasn't again, I was like, just going to do it again. Cause I was like, I want to try this out. And then I was in such a good mood the rest of the day. And at one point, like, I remember just kind of hearing in my head as I was doing that, I was like, why are you smiling? And I was like, cause why not? I'd rather be happy right now than just working and be bored or not bored. I'm not, I'm getting crap done, but like, I'd rather be in a good mood as I'm getting stuff done. I have to do. And so just, it's like, just that idea of like, how do you want to be like, how do you want to yeah. be in this season right now? It's like, and why not be joyful since we can choose that? I don't know. I know, I, I love think that that. Great. that's great. That's a good
2: challenge for
0: conversation. me. It's everywhere, but <laughs> have you read that book, uh, Victoria at all? The Christophonic one? No, I haven't, but my husband is a huge fan of his. So
2: I'm surprised. I wasn't even aware of, of this one. Is it, it must be new. Uh,
0: no, I think it's no. like 2000, 2020, uh, Kara just did a book study in master's on it over the summer and I didn't oh, okay. really participate. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't.
2: Okay. But yeah. I haven't done I any of the book the, studies.
0: Yeah. I bought the book to do the study and I couldn't participate, but I just finished it like a couple weeks ago. It's amazing. He is, I think he has some type of coaching himself, but it's right up the master's alley. And, um, I, I want to do grace. I don't know if you know this, but I want to do a Advent book study with my kids on this this oh, year because cool. I think he has, um, like an online program, and um, I want to buy these in book bulk, bulk and give them to everybody because I think it's amazing. But the part in here that she was talking about was the smile for twenty minutes was um, it's there's, uh, data that shows it breaks the cycle of anxiety and depression like huge more than. That that is one of the ways you can combat it without like taking drugs or things like that, you know, medication. Um, he just had a bunch of stats on overcoming that and about smiling. It's one of his chapters, but he said the thing is to smile at yourself in the mirror for like twenty minutes or when you're getting ready or different minutes.
1: things. What I thought about, it, like, I gotta the look. Perfect at, time to do that is if you do a daily rosary, which you and me both do, mom. Just smile the entire rosary. That's about twenty minutes. Yeah. There's something about smiling
0: for 20 minutes straight that does like, a wow. huge, like linking your brain. I have, I'll have to find it up. I'll find it and I'll send it to you, but he has some great little like nuggets like that. And I know 20 minutes of smiling is like a hard thing to do, it is. but. It's it has like I'll just when I'm getting ready more, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna smile and I'll just do that. But it does something because it forces you to think and there's an endorphin and all of you know, that yeah. dopamine hit yeah. and all of that type of stuff. Like it's really true.
1: And um, but I like that are, I kept really laughing good. at myself as I did it because I was like, <laughs> I feel so ridiculous, but I'm happy I feel happy ridiculous. Like <laughs>
0: But how that's many times do we catch ourselves not smiling? Like, that's what it. I started. And I'm glad you brought it up, Grace, because now it's been a couple weeks since I read that part. But I even have talked to my husband about it. And he's like, okay, we're going to just smile. Like, let's just smile, you know? And how many times <laughs> do you just get there? You're on the computer yeah. and you're, you know, it's yeah, so- and I was like,
1: that's all I'm doing is I do my homework. And it's so like, my motivation was just so low. And I was like, I'm just going to be happy while I do my homework. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to try to be happy yeah. as I do work.
2: I think that's great. Cause then you're going to find ways that you're going to be happy while you're doing it.
0: Right. Yeah. And you're just breaking the cycle of not even being aware or bringing any mindset to it. Like you're mm-hmm. now being an intentional, which mm-hmm. is my mantra of just <laughs> let's be intentional about how we're folding laundry. Let's be intentional about how we're making dinner. Let's be intentional about eye contact with our kids and showing, you know, that type of thing. So let's be intentional about what we're doing when it seems mindless, but I'm going to smile through it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll make faces and nobody who can see me, you guys can <laughs> see me now. You're probably like, oh, this lady's crazy, but, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. oh, this has been great, Victoria. Oh, thanks so, much, so much for so like, giving us. Long. Yeah. Your time. I know we did go long. But <laughs> well, we it always though. seem to when we have guests because it's so much fun. Yeah.
2: I know I've we been smiling do. for more than 20 minutes.
0: Well, there you go. So we <laughs> got <laughs> a great dopamine hit there. Totally. <laughs> it continues. So is there anything you'd like to else you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh yeah. One last
2: thing. I read this, I think it was yesterday in the Word Among Us daily devotional. And yes. I just wanted to share it. And it was just uh, our hope is not found in a circumstance, but in a person. And oh. I just love that. Our hope is not found in a circumstance, but in a person.
0: I love that. I'm going to write that down. I love that. That is so where were we, our, uh, that was okay. We've, I've said our, our priest has been on sabbatical until this week. He was talking about that today though, about things that we do. It was similar to mother Teresa's, um, quote about, you know, the whole idea of we're planting seeds we're not here to to convert the world we're here to be obedient right we're here to do what god asks us to do and then he'll take care of the rest we're here to show up the way he wants us to we're here to plant the seed like i've talked to grace about she's uh, really involved she's the president of her students cherishing life um group on campus and i said it's not about the conversion you're not responsible for that you're responsible for being obedient and planting the seed and our, the pastor who has been filling in for this past month at our parish was talking about this and um just about how so many things like, like uh how, so I guess uh, Pope Francis came out in his Angelus the other day and asked like Putin and Ukraine president to come to peace. Did he, did he say that because of the odds of that actually happening? No, he said it because of hope of hope Mm -hmm. in Christ and Christ calls us to say these things, not because the odds mean they'll do it, but because we're called to be Christ-like and follow the example of Christ. And he talked about that, something with St. Francis, the same way and where St. Francis traveled Africa and asked for the leaders at that time who were in the crusades to lay down their arms and peace. And uh, just, he gave a couple, bunch of different examples, but like that, like what you just said, our hope doesn't rely on a person. Wait, say it again. I'm going to mess it up. (laughs) Our hope does not, Our hope doesn't come from a circumstance but from a person. Right. And how it just the hope is in Christ and what he asks us to do in being obedient, not because of the odds of the circumstance happening. And he was talking about that. We have a big legislative bill about um pro life that's on our ballot here in Michigan that is could be very devastating if it passed. So that's a big thing we're focusing on right now here in Michigan. And yeah, and he that was what he was saying too, like. It's not always about if it's going to pass or not. It's about us standing up and having the hope in what God's directing us to. So that's totally Holy Spirit that you just said that. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been hearing that all day today. So thank you. Thank you so much thank for sharing. Guys. So yeah. awesome. Anything else from you, Grace?
1: No, I'm just, I'm like in a good mood now. I'm excited for the rest of the day because this was so <laughs> fun. I could keep talking for hours. So I love I know. these
0: conversations. I know. We're going to just go around the rest of the day smiling and everybody's going to ask us why. And we're like, cause we got to get more than 20 minutes in,
1: right? (laughs) I'm trying to beat the 20 minute, like that's the minimum. Okay. Like, right? oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for listening. Um, And thanks Victoria for coming on. We loved it. Or did I say no Victoria, right? Or is it Veronica? no Victoria, Victoria that's right I totally had a brain fart <laughs> and I was just like it's Veronica and then as I thought that I was like it's not Victoria I'm so sorry <laughs> no um, worries <laughs> was, I was like but it would be worse if I left it and didn't correct myself um anyways <laughs> so thanks for listening and thanks for coming on um you guys can find us um on Instagram and Facebook thanks mom podcast um mom's got her Instagram and Facebook Christina Brown or Christina, Christina Brown Brown uh, Cr- christina underscore underscore m underscore underscore brown on instagram um our email is thanks mom podcast at gmail um christina brown at gmail right christina m brown mm-hmm. christina yeah or christina at
0: uh madeforgreatness.co that's right i have to get email. used to the new email we haven't yeah. made sure i know new now, email so.
1: so yeah yeah so all the ways please um like subscribe rate review and share us with others and yeah we'll see you next week on the thanks mom podcast Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.